As you can see, we've had our eye on you for some time now, Mr. Anderson. I'd like to share a revelation that I've had. I killed you, Mr. Anderson. I watched you die. The human beings are a disease. You destroyed me, Mr. Anderson. It is purpose of creating us. We are here because of you, Mr. Anderson. Billions of people just living out their lives. Oblivious. Can you feel it, Mr. Anderson? It's the smell. I must get out of here. I must get free. Hear that, Mr. Anderson? That is the sound of inevitability. The purpose of life is to end. <laughs> Welcome. Can you feel it, Mr. Anderson? Closing in on you? I think it's just mostly going to be us quoting Smith I, back and yeah, forth to I, each other. Yeah, I agree. I yeah, agree. yeah. What's your favorite Smith quote? Because I think it's that. I think mine is, can you feel it, Mr. Anderson? Just that, that You're asking bit. me to choose between my Hugo Weaving <laughs> children here. <laughs> I'm so sorry. There are so many but good lines. The one that comes to mind immediately is... Uh... It's the smell. I mean... Because he just lingers in that word. Oh, God. I was... In preparation for this episode... He loves talking. He, he, like, the way <laughs> Smith talks is like... It's like he's... And it's kind of true to his character, but it's it's like... This is someone who's uh, never talked before and is just learning, like, talking. <laughs> and he's, like, enjoying every second of it. That's... Like, let me say as many words that... as possible because it's so fun to do it. That is actually, I think, the greatest description of of Agent Smith I've ever heard. That's and in fantastic. a way, it's true, right? Because I mean, his whole thing is about you know, ironically, his agency rather, right? And oh my god! Finding, All right, uh, I've got to open up like five new tabs because I've already got fifteen open. <laughs> All your uh, Smith thoughts. Well, yeah. Uh, so this is the this is our this is our Smithology two parter. This is part one that you're listening to now. Yeah, how uh, I'm going to split this down the middle, I don't know yet. But I guess we'll we'll find. Hey, yeah, we'll, hey, we'll if the Wachowskis found a way to split, uh, <laughs> yeah, you know what? Revo- uh, reloaded in revolutions. <laughs> we'll find let's a way just, to let's just split it awkwardly suddenly without warning or comprehension. And a part that doesn't really make narrative sense. Right. With, <laughs> on an upside we'll down see. shot of some guy we've only seen for yes, eighteen yes. collective seconds. Yes. Yeah. It's only the finest of 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 Matrix traditions. Yeah. Oh God. Oh my God. Yeah. So we're gonna we're gonna dive right into Smith. I mean, we've done our coverage of the first three movies, and I, I think we wanted to take a break before we got into the other films. Um, but I mean, I think Smith probably dominated most of our conversations in the first a uh, couple episodes anyway so this is i mean i i've really just scary. fully accepted recently that i have just an entire crush on hugo weaving so i think we have uh, a smith podcast that sometimes talks about other aspects of the matrix <laughs> that's probably more accurate yes kind of like how the dungeons dungeons and more dungeons episode of mystery shack look back was a weird al podcast that talked a little bit about gravity falls i i mean yeah it's how can you not? How can you not? Shit, I've got like 
nine or ten windows just dedicated to Agent Smith. And I've just got all these pictures of Hugo weaving. Okay, my friend, do yourself a favor and go onto the Wikipedia entry for Hugo weaving. He's got right. the greatest Wikipedia headshot I've ever seen. All right, I'm looking it up in real time. Oh, shit. In a Google window <sighs> weaving. Wikipedia. Oh, it's so good. Let's take a look. Oh, daddy. <laughs> He's got the eyebrow. Oh, God, that God, that hairline, the eyebrow, the beard. If they let Smith grow a beard, he would have been a God, let Smith grow a beard, you I mean, cowards. we saw how powerful Neo was after he grew a beard. Spoilers. But right, if, if yeah. they let Smith have a beard, it, it, it would have been over. God almighty. Ugh. That's just, I'm, I gotta tear myself away from this. this and if they age, let Morpheus grow scroll beard, down. fucking forget it. Oh, God. Yeah, they should just do a Matrix beard edition. Um, yeah, so Ma Matrix beard edition is just Smith <laughs> introducing his girlfriend. <laughs> oh, God. That actually, um, hang on. Uh, uh, as I try to Google something in real time uh, on my own self... There was, if I'm remembering correctly, in the Matrix Online, there was a female agent. Does she have a name? Oh, okay. Nine female was agent. Was there one in Resurrections? I don't even remember. I don't think so. Here we go. I understand the narrative uh, reason okay. for there not being any women. I mean, they're supposed agent. to be generic white dudes. I, I yeah, get it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, oh, boy, how I mean, if it's like in the... The newer Star Wars movies, how it's like, ah, diversity win. We have a female uh, yeah. Imperial now. <laughs> like, yeah, right. It's that Democrat joke of like, more female cops. Woo! Yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, so this is it. Okay, if Agent Smith is our subject for the episode, uh, right. then the overarching theme of this episode is the Matrix, uh, sorry, matrix.fandom.com slash wiki is a mess. Good. God. Now, how so? Because a lot of wikis are messes in, in different ways. I'm pretty sure it's mostly just the fault of the overall, like, uh, um, format, uh, like the generic, you know, blogspot style format of a fandom wiki. But it's like got all the fucking green lettering and the rain on it and well, the articles. I mean, yeah, you. For, okay, for this sort of article, the fact that it's the green, fine. The rain code, fine. But then it has 40 billion pop-up ads. And oh, the well, ads, yeah, I mean, that's, ads, I, that's not the specifically the yeah, problem with the Matrix wiki. But the, the ads with... combined with the digital rain backdrop, it just, it's confusing to the eyeballs. I've learned to edit out ads, but I can't do all of this at once. I think Smith is the pop-up ads. <laughs> Mr. Uh, Anderson, God. there's singles over yeah. 40 in your area. <laughs> Mr. Anderson, you can get 2.99 APR percent financing up front. You won't 36 last 30 months. seconds playing this game. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. All right. Well, you win. I also anyway. think it's that, it's <laughs> that it, it speaks to, I guess, the popularity or lack thereof of the Matrix in, like, the mainstream that, like, like something like Wikipedia, you really can't get away with vandalizing because that is monitored like twenty four seven. They'll shoot you on sight. 
Um, and then in the case of something like Gravity Falls, it's not mainstream, but the fan base for it is so tight knit, and and you know, there are dozens of us that um, you can't really get away with vandalizing that wiki either. But I feel like with this one, you it's not like the nicest, like as far as upkeep. No, no offense intended to the admins of the Matrix wiki, but it's you know you could probably get away with like putting some false information on there every once in a while. You probably could. Um... Hmm. What? I, also, I that a wanna... lot of a lot of actual uh, true information about the Matrix is so fucking ridiculous. You could make shit up, and it uh, who I, wouldn't I, wouldn't go out of place. We're gonna get into that. I I was doing some reading, like for our last few episodes that were just recaps. I really did little to no research because you know I've been living with these movies for twenty odd years. Um, in fact, recent the other day was the twentieth anniversary of Revolutions. Happy birthday to the Matrix Revolutions, Happy November the fifth. Third movie of the Matrix. The most third movie of all time, November the fifth, two thousand three. And it's the fifth best Matrix movie. <laughs> I uh, hmm, hmm. I get it. I don't agree, but I get it. Anyway, well, to, you can have it be your favorite, and it can it can still also be the fifth best. Yes, uh, Agent Pace was a female agent who succeeded, uh, succeeded. Sorry, uh, Agent Skinner as a liaison for the machines. So this was Skinner. going. To the, the, yeah. <laughs> Go, superintendent the, architect. Uh. <laughs> You know, it's funny. I spend all day, uh, uh, work day, cussing at uh, technology, and then I come home and I start a podcast about a movie series that is kind of anti-technology. Yeah, and, about cussing uh, at technology. And then I end up cussing at technology again. Oh, my God. So we were talking uh, about uh, Agent Pace. Yes, Agent Pace. Uh, this was the alternate timeline after Revolutions uh, in the Matrix online video game, which I never played because I fucking hate MMOs. But um, there is supposed to, supposed to be this truce with the machines and humankind, and Agent Pace was apparently the liaison. She's not wearing a tie. She's got her, her shirt unbuttoned basically all the way down uh to the middle that is of very head. funny in that that neoliberal sense like you were talking about of like the peace brokered between the machines and the and the humans is like look we have a a female yeah. we're being nice to you <laughs> yeah yeah the boot in your face was manufactured by a union um yeah it's uh Something I do love very genuinely about the Matrix Wiki is under occupation, it's listed as purpose, protect the Matrix, ensure positive relations between machine factions and Zion. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's purpose. Well, it is purpose that drives us. So. It is purpose that drives us. And let's get back on the actual today's subject, shall we? Agent fucking Smith. You're right. Holy shit. The greatest. Um... Oh, Agent Pace was Italian. <laughs> I like her. Good for her. Um, good, good, good for her. Good Christ. Moon hits your eye like a big pizza pie, Mr. Anderson. That is a more. Although uh, only a human mind could invent something as insipid as a more. Oh, God. 
So, so yeah, Smith. Yeah, there's so uh, much that we. This I have so much to talk about. Yeah, I mean, why don't I'm, we I'm let's let your distracted. let's let your research kind of guide us through this, All right. right? Well, for starters, we should probably just set some ground level information. Uh, Hugo Weaving uh, is a British actor born on the fourth of April, nineteen sixty. Uh, he's been active since 1981. Um, oh, shit. His niece is Samara Weaving, who played uh, Little Bill, I want to say, in Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. Shit. Uh, no, sorry. Bill and Ted's uh, Face the Music. Shit. That's amazing. Um, that's a weird, weird connection. Um, oh, yeah. The uh, Keanu. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But uh, I'm not familiar with much of his work. Uh, because he's mostly a stage guy and just does film, apparently, to pay the bills. God bless him. Yeah, and what bills he paid. I mean, he's in fucking three of the biggest franchises of the past 20 years. I, I mean, yeah. Lord of the Rings, Matrix, uh, Marvel. Shit, that's right. Yeah. He was in He was in uh, uh, a, a pre-Endgame Marvel movie. Oh, shit. Mm-hmm. But um, not, the, not the one that made a ton of money. <laughs> well, well... Uh, it's we all it's on Disney Plus and we all know streaming pays out really well. Um You're right. I just it's like you know, you'd think after he saw how much Infinity War made, he was like, damn it. Um Yeah. I also but think it, he well, just... he, I mean he Transformers as well, right? Oh shit, Transformers. That's fucking right. Um God almighty. I don't know too much about the man, uh I personally. He, I feel like I remember him saying somewhere that he was just kind of burned out on franchise movies and was just gonna, you know. I mean, I, I, as somebody who runs uh, a, a, a podcast about a franchise series, I fucking get it. It's, uh, it's understandable, my friend. Yeah. Yeah. So that makes me wonder if, like, because I know for uh, Resurrections, I think it's like Lawrence Fishburne wasn't even asked, but I wonder if if Hugo was asked, and, and he, he just didn't I think, to. if memory serves, uh, Hugo was asked, but it was a scheduling conflict, because, I mean, Resurrections was subject to the delays from COVID and all that, so... Yeah. Um, it's, uh, but, uh, given he the script played, that uh, they have... played Baby in Cat on a Hot Tin Roof at the Sydney Theatre Company, and... Oh! Yeah, that, that, uh... That profile picture on Wikipedia really supports the Big Daddy thing. <laughs> Fucking all say. Jesus Christ. Um, oh, God. I, also, I, I think I... he went to school with, um, oh, who is that guy? From, don't tell me. You're going to have to cut this. All one. right. I... <laughs> Who's uh... this guy? Jeffrey Rush, I think, he went to school with. Makes sense. I keep opening the podcast notes by accident. I'm just looking for the goddamned script to The Matrix that I'm pretty sure I have saved in a drive somewhere. But irrelevant. Uh, Let's see. Agent Smith, created by The Architect. I wonder if that's actually canon or just horse shit. Um, Weren't they all, though? Uh, sorry? They, I, I mean, oh, weren't they all created by the architect, right? I guess. I mean, 
okay, if you think about it, like from just like a if 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 the architect is literally just that he designed and created the matrix, he built it, you know, from the ground up. Was he the guy also in charge of all of the programs in the matrix? There's got to be like other HR programs, like HR. Probably his idea agents. I mean, probably. Uh, but uh, let's see. Like bastard. <laughs> uh, he was portrayed in the original trilogy by Hugo Weaving, Ian Bliss, uh, Via Bain, uh, and uh, in Resurrections by Jonathan Groff, but we'll get to him later. He was also apparently voiced by Matt McKenzie, and it's not telling me where he was voiced by Matt McKenzie. Um, well, I know uh, in the games it was still Hugo Weaving, wasn't it? I'm pretty sure since they just got everybody on for Enter the Matrix, the video game. Um, and he's listed as being in literally, oh, the Matrix Path of Neo. There it is. Nobody came back for that one. That makes really? sense. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't think anybody came back for that. Uh, don't quote me on that. Path of Neo voice cast. I'm going to embarrass the shit out of myself right now, aren't I? Watch like fucking Lawrence Fishburne have been in that thing. I was like, buddy, I'm so sorry. Oh, he was voiced by Matt McKenzie in The Animatrix. In The Animatrix? Really? Weird. Yeah. Okay. Through his little cameo. Huh. Oddball. Whatever. Um, I've got too many windows open. Uh, he's been in the Matrix, all of it. He's just, if you look at the appearance section, that's just all of the Matrix. And that um, one commercial. <laughs> with, the, uh, with the hospital machines, right? That caught me so off guard when it came up in like 2013 on Hulu or whatever the hell. Just, what was God almighty. I, General, GE, Electric. General okay. Electric. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I get the feeling that I'm going to edit the shit out of this episode and just do a lot of sound drops. Yes, please. I want to hear it. I want to hear him offer the lollipops to that child. God, the more... Which doesn't really make sense, because actually, that was Morpheus, but, you know. God, it just... It also doesn't really make sense. He's like, yes, (laughs) he's uh, going to hook you up to these machines that are going to save your miserable lives. (sighs) Kind of makes me wary about getting plugged into a hospital machine if Smith is, is so happy about it. <laughs> you know What's what? it going to do to me? Is it going to make me a battery? I mean, I guess technically we already are if we're already in the Matrix. it's it's It doesn't become like a nesting doll of plug-ins. Oh, are you suggesting that I that guess. commercial takes place in the Matrix? There's a thousand fucking Agent Smiths in what other, like, what other reality could it be yeah, taking I guess, place in? I guess you're right. <laughs> yes. It's, it's, it's it, <laughs> he, sometime during Reloaded and Revolutions, he took 10 minutes oh, yeah, to, 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 this to cast some ex, with yeah, some to people, cast a couple of day not, players. Some people not yet assimilated. <laughs> Yeah, he he was in a he was in a he was like this uh hospital has excellent lighting. I should take advantage of it and shoot it like scrubs that hit sip. It's going to be like there's like a yeah, there's 2000s. like a director Smith, there's a there's a PA Smith like all right people quiet on set. Uh, yeah, just with like jodhpurs on and a little beret. There's a, a there's a Matrix. Uh, sorry, there's a Smith doing uh, Smith's makeup 
Ready for my close-up, Mr. Smith. We've barely made it into Smith's Wikipedia entry. Um, I think this is par for the course for us. But Smith would love this episode. Smith, it's just all about him. Him, him, him. Um, Exactly. I mean, I think that's, it's fair to say that's a big part of his character, right? The narcissism. It really is. Because, I mean, not, I mean, I guess we're supposed to get a little hoity-toity about the Matrix on a Matrix podcast, but like, if Neo is the one, Smith is the zero. Hey, it's the computer binary. Um, But uh, uh, Neo is always very selfless, and that would make sense that Smith is very selfish. Yeah, Um, and they both love very, very deeply. It's just that Neo loves others, and Smith loves only himself. Yeah, exactly. And uh, boy, does he... Love to hate Neo. It's great and so and these gay. These are emotions that he only unlocks because of Neo. It's true. It's true. Although I, guess, um, well, I don't know. I mean, he was feeling it in a subtle way originally, right? As he talks to Morpheus about how secretly he hates the place. Yes. But Neo allows him to come out, so to speak, about his feelings, which I think is, again, puts them on this dyad where like dyad please oh god no i just got triggered by the word dyad stop it (laughs) where where's a water spray bottle i can just shoot at you jesus because you're a palpatine somehow smith returned yeah uh full name smith nickname smith hacker name (laughs) possessed bane Age unknown. Count. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Age unknown. Probably near a hundred plus years. Now let's stop and talk about them for not mentioning his dead name at all. (laughs) Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, let's talk about. Yeah, let's talk about some lore horse shit real fast. Okay. Um, To finish my thought from a few moments ago before I abandon that wholly and start off on a completely separate tangent. But in this, the fifth, no, sorry, the sixth iteration of this version of the Matrix, uh, this is the first time that the one has been uh, uh, gently manipulated to love one singular person which is, you know, Neo loving Trinity specifically. What, instead you, what of makes you say manipulated? All, um, that it was the Oracle that set these things in motion through uh, 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 conversations with all of these characters. Yes, but, you, you know, you'd already made the choice. I mean, that's true. I'd choose to follow oh, so I mean, he always had Reeves a crush on her, right? Moss. I mean... Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Well... They were gently pushed into now kiss idiots by uh, shipper on deck the oracle, um, <laughs> but uh, that would mean that because it's an equ- the one is an equation, then the zero would also have to behave dif- differently in order to properly balance the equation. So while right. Neo is falling in love, Smith is falling in hate. And the oh, first and Matrix movie. Oh, and does he hate Neo? Boy, howdy! And that first Matrix movie is all about the slow burn to uh, 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 the anger Strangers that Smith holds. Yeah. Um, well, isn't it also that I'm trying to think here? 
Morpheus says in the first film that no one has ever gone up against an agent and lived. And does that include previous incarnations of the one? Uh, I would think no. Uh, the one but Morpheus would be is also excluded. aware of a previous version of the one. Yes, Neo would be. Uh, sorry, Morpheus would be aware of a previous version of the one because he's he's got the whole prophecy story that he tells Neo. Um, if you're going by the cycle of the Matrix, uh, the one manifests, returns to the source, gives back his original code, and then awakens a couple of people from the Matrix, introduces them to the shelled out. Uh, ready, you know, newly remodeled and uh, uh, ready to live in, as is Zion. Um, sorry, I'm doing house shopping lately, and it's pissing yeah, me off. Yeah, no, it's on Zillow. It's yeah. really, yeah, it's all fucking pissing me off. So is this, uh, this orgy cave, is it, is it fully <laughs> furnished? Or? Yes, and you can see the drains are here, here, and here. Um... And uh, these big doors, uh, is that is that was that in the original or was that a remodel or? Yeah, no, those were always here. <laughs> yeah, that was part of the original design. Uh, <coughs> lovely molding. We're looking for a nice two thousand bedroom submarine apartment. Um, but then the one would still have to be able to perform some sort of miracles, right? Gotcha. Um, okay, so just, it's not so, necessarily... Then, yeah, so he eventually yeah. dies somehow, and of course then there's the prophecy probably planted by the Oracle saying that someday he'll come back, uh, and you'll find him one day, young Morpheus. I don't know why I'm giving the Oracle a 1920s radio announcer voice, but that's where we I, are right now, I guess. Hey, I mean... They have different incarnations of all the programs. Why not? Well, I mean, if the Matrix... Well, and getting back to the point that I started making, um, if that version of the Matrix lasts approximately 100 years, then you would go through basically the entire 20th century, couple new generations come and go, pass along the information, uh, uh, turn it into a religion, Morpheus is born, he gets... well another person is born and told that they'll find the one they find the one the cycle repeats five times until we get to neo where neo has fallen in love with trinity and smith has fallen in hate with neo and it's all very cute and they should all go on a date together um a hate date a hate date a ha date um yeah. So, okay, so, so Smith is but, not the first agent to be defeated, but he's the first agent to be liberated. He's the right? first agent to be defeated in the sixth iteration of The Matrix. Gotcha. Um, right. I get the feeling that Smith is unaware that this is the sixth version of this Matrix. Yeah, I get the I, idea I that the agents the are wiped only, at the beginning. I get the vibe that he only learned that uh well no but doesn't he say that originally it was so perfect well they're talking perfect. about he's talking about the matrix 1.0 uh which was heaven uh 
And then there was the Matrix 2.0, which was oh you know, wait, yes, and now I remember factory. we had this right. we had this conversation. Then yes, there was exactly Matrix well, 3.1, it, 0.2, 0.3, 0.4. Yeah, right. So we're all we're technically on Resurrections is uh uh well no Resurrections would be a fully different version, but as of Revolutions, we're on well as of this trilogy, we're on Matrix 3.6. I want to say. Right. No, that There's probably sense. some bug fixes in there. Yeah. Um. But uh, uh, uh. But that does lead me to my point. If the agents are wiped at the beginning of each cycle and reset to zero, and you're essentially starting over at approximately 1900, would you yeah. get different Men in Black style agents? throughout the era like would they be wearing like little derby hats with, oh, with pocket yeah. chains and vests in the early 1900s we're looking, for the, we're looking for the ones see yeah exactly would they be gangsters in the 30s yeah. these are important questions we need i to guess ask. i mean they're more like cops they're not criminals so uh yeah yeah they're more g-men you're right um well th then would they dress like fucking christian bale in public enemies these are important questions we need to ask come on wachowskis come on yeah um, and in the monster mash version of the matrix were they like uh i don't know zombies or something well that's actually a great question because in the matrix 1.0 they were angels uh, which is why I believe the one character is named Seraph. Yeah, I isn't think... that what isn't it implied that he's like a holdover from that version? Yeah, exactly. And uh, Smith even says that uh, he was always able to get away. Um, so I like the idea by that... the uh... oh about Seraph. Yes. Yeah, and we and we know also from the Merovingian's wife's uh, you know Persephone's little uh, monster harem that they are able to you know, carry over programs from previous versions and escape the, the destruction that they otherwise would have gotten. Uh, yeah, exactly. Um, God almighty. There's just, there's just so much shit. So much good shit about Agent Smith. I love him so much. Um, it is great. I mean, it's... So... You don't even necessarily... Watching the just the first movie, you don't even necessarily get the get it telegraphed that he's. I don't know if they necessarily necessarily plan for him to be important in a potential sequel, but you know he's he's almost underplayed in that movie compared to the sequels. Well, in the sequels, he he is unplugged and he's able to let go as a character, and then it of course all builds up to that magical hamtastic vincent price laugh um it's god something fucking spectacular i guess um, it's more that he's like he doesn't feel like a main antagonist until the second movie he's I, more I, yeah. he's representative of the system in the first movie and then he really gets to become a character but you still, uh, you still i really do think that's that purely movie I mean, I I honestly think it's purely because of Hugo Weaving's performance. Probably. Just... I mean, I don't know if they had even written ideas for the sequels at the time of the first movie, but I kind of doubt it. Um, I I dimly recall from from years back, uh, reading interviews, uh, with the Wachowskis saying that they only started talking sequel ideas once the movie was 
such a a huge hit. In Um, that case, I'm definitely guessing that if not for Hugo Weaving's performance, Smith wouldn't have even come back. Yeah, that's honestly the impression that I get. It's such a crazy electric performance, and the character on its face is designed to be just literally a face-in-the-crowd, generic white dude. But I do uh, think they were, they, uh, unintentionally, they paved that way for themselves because he has that speech to Morpheus where he sets himself apart from the other agents and the way that he dies, you know, it could be construed as not permanent. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's also, who said it? Nobody's ever really dead in science fiction. No one's ever really gone. Yeah. <laughs> um, Not even Palpatine. <laughs> oh, Christ. I've got, okay, I've got, as you're, you're, as we're fucking talking, and I should text him back, uh, a friend of the show who has not yet guested on the show, Stephen Foxworthy, is texting me his live watch of The Last Jedi. So I'm getting this. Like for the first time. Uh, well, I'm pretty sure he's watching it stoned for the first time. Uh, hi, Stephen. I hope you had a good time with that. Um, yeah. Uh, I am texting him now that I am shouting him out. It's really going to bend your mind show. if you're listening to this stone as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah, okay. It is presently 9.12 p.m. on November the 9th, 2023. That was a good commercial uh, for Matrix 4. <clears throat> a beginning is a very delicate time. Uh, anyway, but, uh, it's just between, between my obsession for Agent Smith, uh, my obsession with Rose Tico and my absolute hatred of the rise of Skywalker to the point where I've muted that phrase on every social media platform I am on. Um, my mind is just doing weird things right now. Uh, so that's, that's fun. But what's doing weird things? uh, uh, my brain. Um, I'm jumping between many, many boxes right now, uh, as I like to say. But uh, this kind of leads us back to that PDF that I think I mentioned in the first episode of the shooting script for the first Matrix movie that was posted on Reddit by May Cat, I believe the Smiling Shadow, who wrote a lovely little a uh, uh, letter about uh, Agent Smith uh, and fanfiction.net. Speaking of, I have found uh, Matrix fanfiction, and uh, I've I've only been reading the ones set in the wake of Resurrections. And I I I don't know why I keep finding excuses to cry, but well, can you sort by just the ones that have? Neo and Smith, like, hate fucking... You you can. You can very specifically search Neo slash Smith. That's actually a great question. Let's do a search on AO3 Neo slash Smith. I would say this just became a very different podcast, but it really hasn't. It really hasn't. Alright, I want you to, without, without looking it up, without looking it up yourself, unless you've already looked it up, uh, I'm going to give you a. Uh, <laughs> uh, I'm going to give you a guess 
uh, as to how many works there are in Neo slash Agent Smith, parentheses, The Matrix on AO3. Why don't you give me a number for how many there are for The Matrix in total? Oh, that's a great question. We can narrow it down from there. The Matrix. Um, Can I just tag or click on a tag? The Matrix, parentheses, movies. All right. Uh, I am looking at 1,235 works in the Matrix parentheses movies. Disappointingly small, but I'm going to go with, uh, let's see. All right, that's disappointingly small. I'm going to go with uh, 325 uh, fan fictions of uh, Neo and Agent Smith. I'm afraid it is 123 works. All right, well, time to work on making uh, about 150 more. Let's get to work, sort, and filter. I would like to sort by kudos and completed. Thank you. But getting back to the shooting script, (laughs) we'll we'll, we'll have several episodes, I think, dedicated to fan fiction. Um, That's a good idea. Yeah, uh, let's see. Actually, but, in the context of Resurrections, I think. Oh, very much so, very much so. Um, but this copy of the shooting script is fascinating because it's Hugo Weaving's copy of the shooting script. And it's got, like, his little doodles of uh, 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 stage directions and street maps as to trying to figure <clears throat> out to block out scenes and stuff. All of Smith lines are highlighted, um, which is... As they should re- be. Which is really fun. Even if it's and, not Hugo Weaving's script, you should highlight them. Uh, it's great. I really love it. Uh, and every time it says that Smith smiles in the script, there's just a big, like, circle. No, Agent Smith does not smile. <laughs> <laughs> Which, it's like, all right, damn, Hugo. You, 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 uh, you buttheads with the Wachowskis. Uh, <laughs> He understands the character. I would argue, yes. You know what? Hugo Weaving can do what he likes. Um, But the real treasure trove is the last page or two of uh, uh, the shooting script itself. And God in heaven, I really wish I bookmarked to the exact spot where he mentions it. But he very specifically calls out Orson Welles in The Third Man as a basis for his portrayal of Smith in the first movie. Okay, so tell me about the third man. Now, the third man, uh, and this is, uh, again, shout out to Stephen, another one of my fun, fun special interests. If I can hop, skip around back to the first window that I have open. The Third Man is a 1949 film directed by Carol Reed, written by Graham Greene, and starring Joseph Cotton, uh, Alita Valley, Trevor Howard, uh, and most importantly, almost kind of starring Orson Welles. Uh, How do you mean almost? Well, it's an hour and 45 minutes long, and Orson Welles first shows up an hour five minutes in. Uh, the legend says uh, uh, that Orson Welles was two weeks late to filming. Uh, how you are two weeks late to filming is a little beyond me, but... It's, you know, but when you're Orson Welles, you're allowed. Yeah, I mean, the, I love Orson Welles just so fucking much, but he's definitely not a good person, I think. He's a fascinating uh, human being, and my God, I love him so dearly. Um, 
But Orson Welles, again, if you look him up on Wikipedia, great fucking uh, headshot from his younger days uh, in 1937. I believe he was only 22 at the time. Um, just truly, truly bug nuts stuff. Uh, in fact, I make it a yearly point to visit Grover's Mill, New Jersey, where the Martians crash landed in his iteration of War of the Worlds. But that's right. The third, the third man is important to our conversation, partially because it's got Orson Welles in it and therefore the basis for Hugo Weaving's performance. Uh, also because it's a film noir and it's absolutely gorgeously shot and it's tense, it's tight, it's it's it such a great fucking movie. British film of all time in 1999. Mm -hmm. It is scored by a zither, which drives me a little insane because it sounds a hop, skip, and a jump away from the backing track to SpongeBob SquarePants, and it truly uh, drives me. Crab. It's just no. This is Patrick. Um, <laughs> it's it's something truly incredible. Uh, but there's a couple of quotes that I would like to read. Uh, and therefore replace in this episode with actually Orson Welles uh, himself saying them, so you're not subjected to my bad, the brain impression of Orson nah, Welles. Nah, but your Orson is very good. I appreciate that. It's very much based on comedy, however, and these lines... And it I makes me laugh not... every time, so, like, <laughs> mission accomplished. Well, great. I'll read them as Orson Welles and leave your laughing in the in the the track so and it I'll sounds like you're orson laughing exactly so you'll yeah. just mock orson wells so quick scene setting for this uh quote um uh, uh harry lime the character orson wells is playing has finally showed up in the movie turns out he's been running a, a big smuggling ring uh under the streets of bombed out post-war vienna and he's basically cornered the lead character uh in a ferris wheel uh, that is very, very tall above Vienna. Look down there. Would you really feel any pity if one of those dots stopped moving forever? If I offered you 20,000 pounds for every dot that stopped, would you really, old man, tell me to keep my money? Or would you calculate how many dots you could afford to spend? Free of income tax, only. Free of income tax. Uh, it's just beautiful gorgeous baby-faced performance god i love him so much you know now that i do speaking of the brain like now that i do think about like maurice lamarche's uh choices for brain i do i see the similarities in terms of their diction and, and things like that i mean if, if you listen to uh interviews with maurice lamarche he'll just tell you it is his orson wells so um... oh no i mean between that and uh smith oh between smith that and you're right yes yeah <laughs> Gee, brain, what are we going to do tonight? The same thing we do every night. Try to take over the Matrix. I guess Pinky hey, would God also brain. be a smith. <laughs> are you pondering what I'm pondering? I um, think so, brain, but how can you make the choice if you already made the choice? Oh, fuck off. How are you so good at this? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, God. Uh, somehow I'm not high enough and too high at the same time, so let's split the difference. What is Narf, Mr. Anderson? <laughs> Just the sound of a bong. <sighs> 
something we really lost by not having Hugo weaving in Resurrections was a lack of uh, what I'm calling vacation Smith. Just, you think he would have done a bong rip? I like to think so. Um, I think if, yeah, a, if he, if he, he was knew, already a yeah. smoker. But uh, to follow well, cop up. Cop Smith from the first movie wouldn't. But... <laughs> cop, cop, exclamation point, Smith from the first movie. I mean, movie. he is. I, literally, that's... the first scene is him, and that's I how we need him. I am not disagreeing he... with you. That's amazing. Chases um, down Trinity, and then we really formally meet him when he interrogates uh, Neo, right? Yes. Are the, uh, wait, I keep forgetting. Is he even in that first scene? Oh, no. He's all over the fucking movie. It's great. Um, he's I can't also, remember if the first scene had Smith or just other agents. It, it does, yes. Uh, he's just not the agent that chases after Trinity. Right, he right. is, I believe, the one that drove the truck, though. Um, he's just the one that goes, no, Lieutenant, your men are already dead. Absolutely gorgeous. Um, but uh, to, to follow up on, on the Wells thing, or to finish the thought, essentially, uh, the final big speech that uh, uh, he, he gives in that sequence on the Ferris wheel. What the fellow said, mentally for 30 years under the Borgias, they had warfare, terror, murder, and bloodshed, but they produced Michelangelo, Leonardo da Vinci, and the Renaissance. In Switzerland, they had brotherly love. They had 500 years of democracy and peace. And what did that produce? The cuckoo clock. So long, Holly. It's, it's extremely, you can really see where weaving yeah, was I mean, pulling the- Yeah, I mean, that monologue uh, that he is to, a virus. To yeah, 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 exactly. So it's like a direct fucking parallel. What did that give? Okay. Uh, to, from like actual classical noir to cyber noir, which right, I right. endlessly fucking adore. Unrelated, if I could dress like I was Harry Lyman, the third man, every fucking day, I absolutely fucking would. Holy you shit. Can. Um, I've got the hat. I've got the hat. I need a jacket that makes so is sense. This, is his character, is he a good guy or? Uh, Harry Lime? No, he's very much a bad guy. The entire purpose of the movie is to find this man and kill him. Um, but my God, Orson Welles is so fucking charming. Um, uh, I, I very highly recommend it to anybody that's uh, unfamiliar with the third man. Uh, I don't know what the crossover with uh, uh, a Matrix fan base with an Orson Welles fan base would be. Uh, I feel like we'd probably be surprised. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's there's a queer-coded couple in the movie, if that's anything. Really? I mean, there's so much fucking queer-coding in the 40s. It's so dumb. It's so dumb. Casablanca has, well, Casablanca has one of my favorite bisexual polycules of all time, but that's a that's a fully different conversation. Um, Unless we forget the, uh, I'm a man. Well, nobody's perfect. <laughs> God. Oh, God. I'm still trying to get used to uh, 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 um, trying to resolve a lot of thoughts about how uh, drag and trans people at large were treated uh, up until fairly recently in media. But that's, yeah. again, a very different conversation, I think. Um, 
Well, not that different. It's still the Matrix. It is still the Matrix. And again, I think Smith is probably more transcoded than most trans people who like the Matrix necessarily realize. He does wake up. He does get unplugged. He just huh. like. All right, now I, I want to hear he, your he explanation. Takes the, he takes a very selfish view of it, but he he's allowed. Yeah, be proud of yourself, trans people. God damn it. Fucking assimilate everybody. Yeah, I'm speaking to all trans people right now. Your your existence is an act of rebellion. Fucking keep it up. Um, <laughs> and yeah, I think that's a, a big thing that Neo and Smith and Smith and the entire rest of the cast of humans have in common. You, you made he a, has more uh, in common with Neo and the humans than he does with the machines, which is why it always surprised me in Revolutions that he ends up uh, teaming up with the machines against Smith rather than with Smith against the machines. But I know we yeah you know, we covered that in that movie. Wait, who who's teaming up with Smith against the machines? I'm saying Neo. I'm saying Smith and Neo have more in common than Smith does with the machines. Okay. Yes, I see what you're saying. Yeah. Um, hmm. it's an enemy of my enemy of my enemy situation. So yeah. he could have, you know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I I think his greed just got ahead of him. He learned a new trick and he decided to uh, uh, drive it to its logical end point. Um, yeah, and it also makes sense for like, think about a trans person who has been like denied and then shut down their entire life and repressed and then they're finally able to open up and some people do, like they just go all out. I mean, I wouldn't know anything about that. Uh, <clears throat> no, uh, nor I. So, nor no, I. I was speaking mm, hypothetically. Yeah, no, it's entirely hypothetical. Um, uh, so I didn't. I didn't uh, overbuy many pairs of jeans that make my ass look really good. Certainly not. Yeah, um, and what Smith does in the sequels is directly comparable to buying too many pairs of jeans. It is true. The boy technically owns. Uh, what was the Earth population? in oh, that, yeah. 2003 that many pairs of slacks <laughs> his dry cleaning bill is insane um luckily smith is also the dry cleaner so he gives him a big discount <laughs> not free but a big discount <laughs> it's important to keep the trail of commerce flowing yes um, hey uh, i've got a family of me to feed here god, god. God damn it. Can we just get an Agent Smith sitcom? Yeah, Smithcom, yeah. Yeah, yeah. God, Funny, fuck, I'm God fucking damn it. Smithcom. Fuck. That You're is also on. something I, w I wish we'd saw more of the Smith taken over world in uh, Revolutions. Uh, you're fucking, you are on fire tonight, my friend. Holy shit. Like, if we um, got an Animatrix 2, which I think we totally could. <laughs> sort of a Fantasia 2000 of Animatrix. <laughs> a segment taking place in that time would be phenomenal. That would be amazing. Let's just let's remake some classic sitcoms. Let's do WandaVision, but it's all Hugo Weaving. Um, exactly. Uh, Smith in the middle. Yeah. Um, Smith by Smith. Smith's Island. Family Smithers. No. Smith. Smith. Smithy matters. Hmm. Full Smith. Smith friends. The Big Smith Theory. Oh, there it is. Brazil. Actually, yeah. Can we just see all of the fr all of the friends in this in the that that Central Park shoot? But it's all just Hugo weaving. In yeah, suits. exactly. 
Do you think one Hugo Weaving inexplicably has a wig of the Rachel? Um, yeah. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Where were we? Obviously, we were talking about Smith. I'm the Rachel. <laughs> That's very true. Um, What's well, like the, the um, Smith in the city? Smith in the city. Yeah, there, there it, it is. is. All right, out there. We found it. <laughs> Did you know that the Matrix was designed to be a perfect human world? Where none suffered, where everyone would be... happy. <laughs> it was a disaster. No one would accept the program. Entire crops were lost. Some believe we lack the programming language to describe your perfect world. But I believe that as a species, human beings define their reality through suffering and misery. The perfect world was a dream that your primitive cerebrum kept trying to wake up from. Which is why the Matrix was redesigned to this, the peak of your civilization. I say your civilization because as soon as we started thinking for you, it really became our civilization. Which is, of course, what this is all about. Evolution, Morpheus. Evolution. Like the dinosaur. Look out that window. You've had your time. The future is our world, Morpheus. The future is our time. And as the great Vidna Paul Masson said nearly a century ago, we will sell no wine before it's time. <laughs>